This is Chaz Woodson, and you're listening to the Going Offsides Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Level Across. Are you ready to take your game to the next level? Level Across has innovative products at an unbeatable price. From their aviator travel stick that fits in a backpack to their Apex rebounder that comes with its own carrying case. Need something more traditional? Their Altitude Complete Stick provides an aerospace aluminum alloy stick, a pre-strung head, and a lifetime warranty for only $49.99. And for every item purchased, Level donates sticks, equipment, and daily essentials to programs in need all over the U.S. and overseas. Order yours today at levellax.com, spelled L-V-L-lax.com, and use code G-O-S for 10% off your order. Okay, John, so we're back. We had our first week of NAI lacrosse, and uh, how good does it feel to be back, man? Oh man, it's crazy. I, uh, there was some time I didn't think it would be back. So, uh, definitely glad to be back. Yeah. So we had four games that we're going to talk about. And, uh, obviously early in the season, William Penn is making a big road trip, a tough road trip halfway across the country. Got to play three games in three days. It's a daunting task, whether it's the first week of the season or the last week, it doesn't matter. What makes it more daunting is you got to play Reinhardt. You got to play who's number one. You got to play receiving votes, Tennessee Wesleyan. And then you got to play Montreat, which if you've never been to Montreat is a very tough place to play. The turf hits a little different. You're up in the mountains. I mean, it's a really cool place to play, but it's definitely not easy. So let's go game by game and uh, let's talk about each one. So Reinhardt, William Penn, final score was 25 to four. What, What are your thoughts? Yeah, it was just a little bit uh, too much too soon, I would say, for William Penn. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely tough, especially William Penn didn't have any scrimmages leading up to it. Reinhardt was fortunate enough to get one scrimmage in the week before, so I think that kind of helped get get off a little bit of the rust for Reinhardt. Um, Yeah, it was 25 to 4. It was was rough. Um, Reinhardt really dominated on all phases of the game, particularly face-offs. J.R. Sess is a redshirt freshman at Reinhardt, and that kid's just going to be a monster, man. I mean, I hate to say it after one game. I've known the kid for a couple years now. He used to come up to our practices as a junior and senior in high school and just dominate our uh, starting face-off guys back then. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that's some pretty good insight. And I think, you know, William Penn's still a young program, very young team, lots to look forward to. The ceiling is super high for them. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, the turnovers and and the inability to to clear and turn that into settled offense. But those are things that come with time. And, you know, I, I haven't been on a single team that didn't have those problems early in the season. So uh, it's, it's just a matter of time. And, and we'll talk about it more. But they had an incredible amount of growth just from from Friday to or Thursday to Sunday, Saturday. Right. So. Uh, moving on game two, Tennessee Wesleyan, William Penn on the road, still game two of the road trip. What'd you notice in this one? Yes, this was a lot better game for, uh, both teams. Um, William Penn seemed to clear up some of the errors, especially on the faceoffs. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it may have been even on faceoffs. It was very close. Um, final was eight, seven. It was a tight one throughout. Um, Patrick DeMoss came up with 14 saves. It's big having, I think he's in his fifth year now at Tennessee Wesleyan. So 
having a senior leadership goal, it definitely benefited them on that one. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big win for Tennessee Wesleyan and it was a great momentum builder for William Penn because, you know, after a score like 25 to four, it's easy to hang your head and get down, but they didn't do that. They came back, they fought hard. It was a really close game all the way. And, and eight to seven is nothing to be upset about. Obviously you want to be on the other side of that uh, scoreboard, but at the same time, we're, we're moving forward, we're building. And for, for coach Parker, it's nice to get that early season win. And uh, that led us to a late night game. And I believe Benedictine was either scrimmaging or had an exhibition against an MC, MCLA team in Missouri State University. Did you catch that one? I did. I did. I caught bits and pieces of it. Um, I honestly wasn't aware it was happening until midway through the first quarter. So I was looking at their schedule and the game said it was on the next day. And mm. then I got an alert on Twitter that someone was live streaming. So like, oh, okay. Popped right in. And yeah, it was a good one. Benedictine was down early, but then I think they went on like a 7 or 8-0 run to really mm-hmm. get the lead out. And Missouri State kind of rallied a little bit at the end. But final score, 16-12. Um, I was really impressed with Benedictine. I know me and you had spoke a little bit about being maybe just a little bit nervous with a new coaching staff in place. Wanted to see how they perform, but was definitely yeah. not disappointed. Yeah, and, and we made it pretty clear um... – earlier and and I've always been a Columbia Cougars fan but we, we thought Columbia was going to walk away with the KCAC and and after seeing you know our biggest fear was like you said how are they going to be with the new coaching staff and they they pretty much proved that they're going to be just fine so I think while I do still give the slight edge to Columbia I think that uh, we agreed the KCAC is probably the closest in terms of one two in the, in the NAI right now, the, both those teams have a shot at winning it. And, uh, I'm going to be very interested to see that game a little bit later this spring. Yeah, definitely a toss up in my opinion at this point. Yep. And then we finish the NAI weekend with William Penn against Montreat at Montreat, William Penn, again, third road game in three days. And we're not just talking, well, we're not even just talking about like, hey, we're just hanging out in Georgia, right? They played in Georgia. They played in Tennessee. They played in North Carolina. They are moving in between these games as well. (laughs) So this, I mean, very impressive win on the road. They had to be exhausted. But like we said before, they, 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 the faceoff game got closer and closer each game. The, The turnovers went down. The settled offense went up. The, the goalie play throughout the weekend was really, really good. You know, uh, against Reinhardt, a little hung out to dry in certain situations. But the first thing I sent to you was, this goalie's really good for William Penn. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he ran into Reinhardt's offense in his first game. But uh, I, I, that's somebody we need to watch throughout the season for sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if you actually caught this. This the. the goalie who started against Montreat was actually a different goalie so it appears they have two outstanding goalies on their roster currently it wouldn't surprise me I know that they've done a good job recruiting and uh, I look forward to you know on our other show with uh, with coach Pete from Cumberland's we definitely said you know we think that William Penn is going to get a win on this road trip you know we weren't a hundred percent sure if it was going to be against Wesleyan or Montreat but it appears we were right and that they got at least one win and we're really happy for that. Now, moving on to this week, we have another four games. So let's break those down one by one. Now 
we have Missouri Valley against University of Missouri Columbia. So I'm pretty sure that's another one of those exhibition games. Do you have any insight into that one? I don't have a ton of insight on this, but I know speaking with some of the Missouri Valley players, they're very excited about the new head coach they got and they're ready to get after it. So I'm hoping they can uh, show us something. Yeah, they've been through a lot over the last couple of seasons. So uh, let, let's hope that uh, Missouri Valley now can be more like those Coach Totaro days where they were flying and they were pretty much, you know, the creme de la creme of, of the NAIA, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Then we move on to Mount St. Joseph University at Mount Vernon Nazarene. And I got to say, so this is another young program, but I think that this is one that they can get. They can get this one early. Mount St. Joe's, for those that don't know, is a D3 school out of Cincinnati. They've had troubles over the last couple of years fielding a team, a lot of different coaches. So I think Mount Vernon can definitely, definitely pull this one off and get their first win. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this should be one they win. I'm not sure what the final score would be, but as long as they come out with a W, I think it's definitely positive momentum. Mm -hmm. And now, the I think probably the biggest thing that's happening this week, and no offense to anybody else, is that we've got some top five matchups, and we've got Cumberland's going on a road trip to Florida. So on the 13th, we've got Cumberland's at Weber International, which I think we're all excited to see, you know, just like we were last year with William Penn this year with Weber international, what are we going to get? We have no idea. We know that they have a good roster. We know that they recruited. Well, we know that their coach is uh, chomping at the bit to, to play somebody. And he happens to get Cumberland's first for their first ever NAI game. You know, what do you think might happen in this one? So I think this is going to be one similar to kind of how William Penn was year one, where they have they have the talent, and the talent might not be the issue, but first game against Cumberland, that's a, that's a tall task. Yeah, yeah. You just haven't played together that long. You haven't been able to scrimmage a lot because of, you know, COVID and everything like that. And, you know, it's it might be a little bit of growing pains. I think – I. I wouldn't say if I woke up the next day and you told me that Weber International won, I'd be completely shocked just because we both know that they have the talent to win games. Right. But I do think that just the experience and the, the, the continuity at Cumberland's like these guys know how to play together. They know how to play in important games. You know, they've been through it all. They, you know, they play Reinhardt every year. They play Kaiser pretty much every year. You know, they know what they're getting into when, when they step on the field. So I think that gives them an edge. And having talked to Coach Campbell, I just know, like, you can hear it in his voice. He's excited about this particular team. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see what happens. I, I can't wait to see and finally see these names from the recruits at Weber, like in jerseys playing, see, see how it all works out. But, you know, it's a huge test for them really early in their program. Definitely agree with you on that one. And then we wrap up that trip with Cumberland's at Kaiser, even though the NAI site has it flipped, but it's, it's still, I was, I asked Pete, I was like, are you guys going to Florida then coming back and playing Kaiser at home? He's like, no. So That's what I was looking at too. I was confused. Yeah. Yeah. The Cumberland's website has it correct. So we, we stay with Cumberland's in Florida at Kaiser. Now this has got to be probably the most important game for a, at least a week or two when we start to see some more ranked teams play each other. But 
what I mean, I it's so tough with this particular offseason knowing who's left at these schools. Now we've obviously right. talked to Coach Campbell. We we kind of know what's going on there. We don't know a hundred percent what's going on at Kaiser. They always come to play. They always have an exceptional offense where like five or six different guys have 30 points. It's it's absolutely yeah, it's absolutely insane. But again, I just don't know enough about this roster. And I'm not even going to speculate like who might win this. I'm just excited. I, and I really hope I haven't gotten an answer from Coach Campbell yet if this is going to be streamed. You know, Kaiser usually does a pretty good job. So I, I'm going to guess it probably is. But man, I'm just excited to watch it. Yeah, I definitely am too. Um, a couple things to look out for. Kaiser has a freshman goalie from the Everest Academy in Ontario. Okay. Yep. Um, Cole George. And from what I've heard, they think he's the best goalie they've had in quite some time. And that's saying something. I saw some of his highlights, and I tend to agree with them. This kid has freshman All American potential. Okay. Well, it's something to look out for, everybody. We'll look out for that Kaiser goalie from Everest Academy in Ontario. Uh, that wraps it up for this week. Next week, we'll be back and, and we'll be talking about these games and, and those that are upcoming.